episode of Filmed with the Women in My Life. My name is Brennan, and joining me tonight is Jess. Hi, hi. Hi, hi, and Mama Kay. I miss going to the movies. That's no. the only place I miss going to, pretty much, at this point. But And tonight, we are doing another popular Netflix film, <laughs> The Willoughbys. So, the last episode we did was Extraction, which was the number one movie at the time, probably still up there. In the U.S., Netflix is doing that top ten thing now. Very helpful in seeing what people are interested in. Yeah. Uh, and the number two, when I checked, and is still kind of floating around in the top ten, is The Willoughbys, which is an extremely different movie from Extraction. Uh, Willoughbys Same is movie. an animated film. It's an animated film. It's a uh, unique style of animation. Uh, I know I just kind of sprung this on you guys because we're just trying to fill the schedule out at this point between this and listener suggestions. But anything did you guys know about the Willoughbys going in other than I told you to watch it? Uh, nope, not at all. Literally <laughs> okay. zero. Yeah, no. literally zero. Yeah. Did you guys watch the little trailer before it came on because it did kind of give you like a nice two minute like a uh, little bite. Um. Nope. I did because I was trying to convince your brother to watch it with me and Did he? That Yeah, no, the trailer was exactly the reason he didn't, so no. I think if I, <laughs> I think if he sat down with me just like cold, it would have probably gone better. Hmm. Interesting. The yeah, trailer you should have tra- was really long. Well the trailer it's it's good. I think you should have just trapped him and made him start watching it. I think he would have been more likely to stay than watching the trailer. That's, that's, uh, that's more your MO than mine, so yeah, to trap people into watching movies. Uh, so the Willoughbys, uh, give a synopsis Righteous. for that. Convinced they'd be better off raising themselves, the Willoughby children hatch a sneaky plan to send their selfish parents on vacation. The siblings then embark on their own high-flying adventure to find the true meaning of family. And a bunch of other stuff, too, but that's a good starting point. Uh, so if you have not seen the Willoughbys, it is PG uh, family-friendly. So if you've got kids, uh, you can definitely have them watch this. Uh, it's on Netflix, very popular right now. It's got so- fairly solid review scores, like upper uh, like upper sixes to to eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So not not quite acclaimed, but fairly solid. Uh, so if you've not seen the Willoughby's, it's on Netflix now. We are going to spoil it in our discussion here. I guess now, yeah. We rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall recommend overall. Why did I box the The overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, the movie begins with a stray cat telling you about the Willoughbys. Uh, they were a long, adventurous, and fun-loving family. They had a. They were very into their own family until the present day, Mister and Missus Willoughby, who only give a shit about each other like to an absurd degree they are very enamored with one another and literally no one else uh and they have uh, kids they have tim the eldest son jane the middle daughter and the creepy twin boys uh barnaby both of them are barnaby uh they (laughs) they uh neglect these children they do not feed them they have to come up the kids have to come up with schemes to try to get food uh the older uh, child tim is sent away to like the coal room uh, they are very neglectful parents who who not just uh, don't give a shit about their kids, but actively try to push them away at all costs, uh, so that the mom can knit her yarn out of the out of Mr. Willoughby's mustache hair. Uh, so at uh, one day, yeah. the they a baby shows up on the doorstep, uh, and they end up giving it to a candy factory owner uh, because the parents kicked them out of the house. 
Uh, and then when they return, they come up with a scheme to uh, send the parents on a very dangerous vacation that will keep them away from the kids, and hopefully they will end up being orphans. They very badly want to become orphans because of how horrible their, their parents are, uh, especially Jane, the, the middle daughter. Uh, so while the uh, parents go on this vacation, a nanny comes by, uh, and that is Linda, and she is like a zany nanny character. She, you know, comes in, very bubbly personality, kids take to her, everyone but uh, Tim, of course. Uh, and then, you know, the whole movie is the kids learning about family, they deal with the nanny, they have some other zany characters pop in and out of here, and the parents on their vacation and continuing to neglect them. Uh, so it's about uh, it's about that family and, and dealing with parents who... who neglect you and and whatnot so that's the the broad strokes of the plot i'll start with you mama k what do you think of the plot of this movie yeah the plot is what is a family right well what is a family what Mm. is a family i mean (sighs) yeah family is determined by blood and there's always these like the conversation i was having this morning was actually even you can't divorce your family and i'm like well, you can, you, you can, it's an extreme situation. Um, and that's probably what these, you know, that's what these kids are trying to do. Um, in this situation, it's really strange that you don't really know what the impetus was for it to happen at this point in time. I, I don't know. Um, it's a family movie, it's rated PG, but I don't know that I would want any kids under like eight or 10 watching this movie because there it's really disturbing, thematically and um it's just it's i mean i guess it's so far out there you know as as an adult watching it you know it's highly unbelievable but i think as a kid watching it all you have to do is like parents that are lovey you know if your parents are loving now all of a sudden you start thinking well if they love each other that much then they can't possibly love us as much as they love each other because these parents in the movie are i mean they're extreme for sure Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that that this is something that, especially during a time when we're all at home, at home, at home, um, that I'd be wanting to show to show to kids. Also, we neglected to say it's the story itself is a, a storybook and it was written by Lois Lowry, who did The Giver, which I am yeah, entirely against everything about The Giver. <laughs> and the now giver, I'm starting to think story. that I might be, yeah, against pretty much everything that, you know, I don't know what happened to Lois Lowry as a child, but it seems like it was pretty traumatic. <laughs> um, maybe she, maybe her parents loved each other and didn't love her. I don't know what happened. Um it's an interesting ride. Um, I don't know where to talk about the things that I want to talk about because I guess I'll wait till characters for most of it. Um, but the story plot itself, it it goes off the rails. Otherwise, it would be engaging. I get I get not lost, but I get not interested after a while because it's so convoluted. Uh, so I'm going to give it a two. All right. What do you think, Jess? Yeah, I think I'm going to land with Mama K. It's definitely off the rails. I was confused the majority of the time i think especially the second I'm glad half to hear it. i thought i was the only one i thought am i the only one that's like not mm, i don't know yeah i don't know if it's that if i looked away and the scene was totally different i'm like all right what are these kids doing now or that's what are they thinking possible. now or this movie moves very quickly yes. yeah and you're no like reason. okay wait what made them change their mind again and there's a part that i absolutely hate i guess i'll talk in the characters as well but it I don't think it was fun to watch, and I was just <laughs> confused, and I didn't think the plot flowed very nicely. 
I don't really know what kind of message it's trying to give out because, I mean, I hope people or kids aren't in the situation and they get any ideas. I don't know why this is also very popular. I, I think it should be like one of those Netflix movies that no one should watch. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and a <laughs> Not review. very impressed. Thanks for coming, folks. <laughs> exactly. Not very impressed with the plot. All right. Um, I, I, I'm somewhat on board with you guys in that definitely the second half, it sounds like you said, Jess, it completely kind of goes off the rails. Um, yeah. I, I really like... I don't like the the plot is not what I like in this movie, and I think it's what Wawa K is probably struggling with the stuff she wants to talk about, not plot related. The plot is all over the goddamn place. It's like it feel is it one is this based on one book? Because it feels like it's based on like a series of thirteen books, and they put all of that in one movie, uh, and they did like five to ten minutes from each book because we go from the baby being there to the baby giving away, and then we go back to the parents, and then they send the parents away, and then they're alone, and then the nanny comes, and they go back to the baby, and then they go back to the the, the house and the house is getting sold and it's just it, like and that's all in like the first 25 minutes and that's the stuff that i actually like like the pl- plot wise um we hit the like the the the, like the sad moment i guess in the movie between the the kids and the nannies and the, and the child services come becomes involved and then from there to the end until like the very end that's when i kind of lose steam with it all um i like the first half though uh but i don't think it's because of the plot i'm gonna i'm i'm with you guys on that i i uh i'll probably give the plot like a like a two i'll give it a two five it's it's confusing in the at the end but um the, the themes kind of help it a little bit i like the themes i think the themes are strong at the end so uh you know let's let's talk about the characters i think there could be more to talk about with the characters we've got tim the oldest the eldest son uh we have linda who is the nanny jane the fun-loving singing middle child the uh, Commander Melanoff, the candy factory owner, Mr. and Mrs. Willoughby, and Barnaby A. and Barnaby B. And, of course, the, the cat, the narrator cat. Uh, so, uh, go to you, Jess. What do you think of these characters? I think I like the British cat the best. Um, yes. Yes. I don't know. Great. <laughs> I know. Yes. Um, that probably, like, is going to lift my score up a whole point just because of that British talking cat. Um, I mean, <laughs> the characters are good. But I don't think that I would go and rave about how awesome these characters are, but it probably is the best part of the movie. I like Skinny Bones. I like the <laughs> sister, brother, the, the twins. I don't know. They are just there, basically. But they, they serve their purpose. Um, I think the nanny is fun. And the toy factory guy, I still don't even know what his part in this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he just not... seems so out of place. <laughs> he does. His parts seem the least in like why are we going to the candy factory? Because <laughs> the rest of it the rest of it takes place in the house or with the kids or with you know and with the general theme of orphan being orphaned, being neglected, be you know, bouncing between foster homes, like that's kind of the main theme. And then when we go to the candy factory, I don't really other than to set up the end with the hit with his part, I don't really know what we're doing. Guys, guys, how else were you gonna make a candy blimp without knowing a guy well, the, from a candy factory? I, <laughs> I guess mean, I guess it really didn't have to be a candy blimp. At the, at the end, they would sail away on a candy blimp to go find their parents so that they could, the kids can stay together and not be separated. But you know, they, it's established from the it's established from the beginning that the kids are all inventor minded. So they, I, I figured they don't really need the candy man to invent a blimp. They invented catapults and. And all these weird contraptions in their house. I, I don't know if we need the, the can. Anyway, Jess, you can continuing on with your with your character thoughts. Yeah, but, 
Brendan, I agree with you. I think the part where they drop off Ruth at the Candyman's house is that's kind of, that's better stuff. I'm not gonna say that's good stuff, but that's potential stuff. And sure. then it just seems like we're watching a whole different movie when they go back to the Candyman's house and they see Ruth and I I don't even know what's gonna I don't I can't explain what's gonna go on there because it doesn't make any sense. Um, the part that I hated the most is kind of the pivotal or the climax event of the movie where um, Skinny Bones, he called the uh, orphanage company and said, hey, I'm an orphan, come get me. And then mm-hmm. the orphanage company came and then everyone's like, why did you do that? And then Skinny Bones apparently had a change of heart, but where did the change of heart came from? Because it was scene to scene. Like There was no one event where he was like, Crap! I shouldn't have done it. Or crap! I actually really had a connection with this nanny. Like I think he felt bad. I didn't bad. get that. I think he felt bad because so the nanny, we when the when the realtor is trying to sell the house, the parents are gonna sell the house. The realtor comes by. The nanny, even though he like locked her away or like told her to go away in her room, the nanny's the one who's that big um, fake monster in the attic, scaring away the other people so that the kids will stay. I think that that's flipped him. And then right after that is when the the child services people come in. Okay, I I guess I didn't fully put that together, but I still felt like something more should have happened. Because usually when there's a movie, like, you know, someone acts a certain way in the beginning, and then they're like, oh, I actually like them. I learned more about them. This is actually not what I intended to do. And crap, how do I fix this mistake? It, there <laughs> wasn't any realization or pull like that for me. So it just seemed like scene to scene, they had to make this happen, but it was super clunky and not really well thought out. It moves um. quick. It moves very, very quick, and doesn't it doesn't really uh, allow things like that to breathe. I guess it's it's like it's just one one to the Not next. Not at all. Yeah, it, yeah, it's. I think it puts the bones in place without adding any meat. It just kind of keeps going. I I don't know. I think Jane. I think she has a good like a I guess a good heart and a good mind, but she's just so easily influenced by her brother. It, it's not until later when she actually has. Um, thoughts of herself and actually acts upon them um so that was kind of annoying watching her being shuffled around by him uh, i don't know these characters aren't not doing it for me i think i'm gonna give it like uh probably a two okay i'm okay <laughs> where do i start because every one of these characters is completely ripped off from some other completely lovable thing. Okay. So yeah, you caught, you caught exactly what I caught is that this is oh my God. series of I unfortunate mean, events. As... Wes Anderson. Yeah. This is James yeah. and the giant peach. This is Charlie yeah. chocolate factory. Yeah. This is I mean, Mary I, I, fucking Poppins. Adam's I mean... family. This is everything. Yeah. This is everything <laughs> mashed together every... into a fun it house. It's and, actually yeah. a fun way to think of it. It, it it takes well, it takes it it takes and then you can say it's homage or ripping or some loving you, you could you can call it what you will depending on your enjoyment of your movie but it borrows a lot. Yeah, but and I just can't imagine the person making this. I don't know whether it was the actual book story or whether it was the adaptation writing for the movie, but whatever it was, it was just sort of like some dude is sitting somewhere, or some chick is sitting somewhere, and is super duper high, and just decides. Okay, 
everybody loves Mary Poppins, right? She's going to be the nanny. Everybody loves Willy Wonka. He's going to be the chocolate factory guy, you know, (laughs) and then trying to make all those things together. And then let's add the scary ass twins, either from like Alice in Wonderland or The Shining. We're not sure which, but let's let's add those (laughs) ones in as well. Yeah. Yeah, just keep piling it. It was, it was, oh, God, I know I've done this before. I said salad bowl, but this is actually a smorgasbord. This is a literal. Oh, you can eat buffet? <laughs> it is. It's it's a cruise line buffet. It's a 24-hour s- situation. Actually, cruise there. line's not bad because you have to move quickly because all the people are coming in behind you. you got to keep the story moving. Keep 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 going. Yeah, I don't see any, This that's what this is. This is like um, a non-Disney cruise, cruise line buffet just keeps happening you're not you're not really sure you just pass something up and you think you might have wanted it or liked it but it's too late you're on to the next thing you better like what's next um and that's how i felt about the characters i did i did like uh jane i, I like the cat the best 100 percent um yeah ricky gervais is the voice of the cat and he it should be yeah. the narrator all the time because he's great he should be the narrator of everything <laughs> i mean just all the stuff um i'm considering having him do like you know instead i always think of morgan freeman you know doing my life story it's gonna have to be ricky gervais that makes yeah you need more you need a more snarky narrator morgan freeman's too somber (laughs) well it was sam jackson for a while and you know i could still i can still go there but i think that maybe i think you're a ricky i think that's the best narrator for your life to come up with yeah Great. So now the Cheshire Cat, because that's who the Ricky Gervais character was, is mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is now narrating my life. That's fine. I can, I can, <laughs> I can live with that. Um, so as I'm watching this, I'm getting irritated by a lot of different things. Most of all, the fact that, that Jess pointed out that there's all these things happening and you can't really catch up to them. And, and you know that there's all these snide and funny little jokes and actually things in the background that I want to watch and see, but I don't care enough about this movie to press pause. And there are movies that I care enough about to go, what dish soap are they using? And this is not that kind of movie. So <laughs> I was just, I kept hitting pause because I kept looking to see how much fucking time was left in this film. Oh, um, I did that as well. It's only about oh 90 minutes God. long. And, and it's not like it's a, a schlog, but I mean, yeah. Right. It's a long 90 minutes. <laughs> it's because it just doesn't, because some of the stuff just doesn't go anywhere. You know, the part that you're talking about that we're back to plot again, but you know, why does the baby getting there have to, you know, them start them thinking about orphanage talk? I mean, that's a, that's like, that's a big thing to happen, you know, to do that. I would think that something else would maybe, I don't know. I might lower my plot grade. I'm starting to think about the plot more. I'm like, wow, this really nothing makes any sense at all the whole time. No. (laughs) I'm glad that we all had the same idea on this because this would have been hard to talk about if, like you liked it, and I would have been like, I, I don't I, get it. Why? I don't hate. I, see, I don't hate it, but like, it's just too. It's it's too. It doesn't hit right. Like, it doesn't like. It doesn't no. hit hit like all those other things that it's ripping off that are really good and I like. It doesn't hit right. like those. It hits. Clo- it it's like hit it hits like around that. it. It's like it hits all around it, but it doesn't like. It never. I don't ever. I'm not ever in fully. But for me, it doesn't hit, you know, it doesn't hit the heartstring or anything. It hits the nerve around it every time. And so then when right. it hits the nerve, it makes me irritated. 
and it's like <laughs> you were you were you might have been kind of close. It is. Cl- and- I think it's close. That's my my problem. Is like I think that I think you're right. If we have paused it and looked at all the jokes and like listen to the thing, like yeah. every time I caught up some dialogue, I was like, ah, it's it's pretty pretty funny. Like some of it is, but like it just it's always it's and then we can't we don't let it breathe. We just keep going and we keep going and then we can't like we can't. Uh, yeah, but then you. you I'd probably argue that it's breathe. far from close. I think it still has a lot to do before it can really be anywhere hitting any kind of nerve or heart or anything right now it's just I was, hitting I like was closer. the floor i was closer with it i think than but i still i still had the same problem but yeah i think that i i wanted more from it maybe is what it is and that and i kept thinking i think i know what they're trying to do with this but they're real. it's just like it's a, it's like they missed the mark on um, with the exception of ricky gervais as the cat they missed the mark on everything and except for the you know the category we get to next, which is where I think it shines. Right. But yeah, we'll get to um, that. everything else. Everything else is a complete miss for me. And I'm like, how can you even? You're playing a totally different sport. That's what it felt like. It's like I came here to watch a baseball game, and you're serving me up high a lie. This is not working for me. So, um, <laughs> so the character I do like the girl character. Uh, I like that she sings a lot in the movie, and I quite enjoy that. And I like the cat. And that's it. So I'm going to give the characters a two. I'm going to take my half point away from my plot and then reappropriate <laughs> it to here so I can give this a three. Because uh, I still like oh, the characters wow. pretty pretty well. Um, I, I, li- like, I, I like our four kids. Uh, the Tim I come around on, he's the one who arcs. Oh, then again, it moves so quickly it's hard to catch his arc, but he does arc. Uh, Linda is like the deus ex machina character. Like she just kind of shows up every time the kids need something, which is problematic from a storytelling perspective. I don't hate her as a character, but like, I like that she was also an orphan. That's not, that's a nice, like at least through line uh, to touch on. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why commander Melanoff is here. He makes no sense to me. (laughs) Uh, he, okay, he makes the Terry Crews in a money uh, in a movie is funny. Let's get him in. Yeah, so it, w- it could be, but it's not. It's it doesn't. None of the candy mm. stuff in this. I, I don't. The candy stuff doesn't work for no. me. Anytime they're with the candy people and the candy time and the candy factory. <laughs> uh, although some of the visuals are good there when we get to visuals in a second. But um, Mr. and Mrs. Willoughby, you know, I'm usually a villain lover. They 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 make me laugh occasionally. Like I like when Mr. Willoughby does that weird like neck like purr thing. His whole th- when he's like uh, complimenting his wife. I kind of like that. It was like. Are you kidding? Oh, those parents just oh. grossed me out. That's why I liked that it. I like he creeped me out real good. I thought it was successful in that aspect. But I don't. Usually I was I'm like, a, children are watching this. He just looked like a weird this, Nigel Thornberry, like a a very. Yeah. <laughs> we got to remember <laughs> Nigel Thornberry twenty years ago. The kids these days were were you know their their parents were kids when when Nigel Thornberry was around. So, but uh, uh, yeah, and again, yeah, the cat the cat's the winner. I mean, yeah, obviously uh, the cat is the winner. <laughs> Of the of the characters, but I, I give them a three because I don't think I don't think they're the problem with this. I think the characters are perfectly fine, and they could have been even better if we. I, I'm going to go back to you guys said it's a long ninety minutes. I think we need to cut some stuff out and let it just kind of breathe a little. We need to let it breathe. It's going so fast, and I can't catch the things, which is why I do think kids will like it because kids' minds move fast and they have short attention spans, especially now. So I think kids will actually really like this before I get. If to it the had movie. the same momentum as the first half of the movie throughout the entire movie, I think it would have been bearable. It wouldn't have been good, but it would have been bearable. Now it it 
the second half was just a hodgepodge. Oh, yeah. And we're also reviewing it from adult perspectives, you know, people in their 20s and my mom, okay, you know, older. So, like, we, we're, we're not, we're not <laughs> eight-year-olds reviewing this. I think, and I try to put myself in those shoes, I think kids would like, kids today would like this a lot. Um, it's colorful. Hmm. It's all over the place. It's constant. Like you see some of the stuff that they watch, like this, the YouTube video clips, like they need just constant changing of scenery and constant new stimulation. Uh, so I think that the, it succeeds for kids and it tries for adults. And I think that's where it doesn't quite hit. It doesn't hit with the adults, it, it, but it does try. I can feel the trying, um, but the visual and sound, let, let's yeah. give it some for credit or at least Mama K and I will. I don't know if Jess will, but Mama K, what do you think of the visual and sound? <laughs> This is the part when when we uh, talked about doing this movie, I went and looked and I thought, oh, uh, they have yarn for hair. I like this. This is different. Mm-hmm. Yarn is one of those things I think that's really hard to make look good. Yes. So I thought if they can do this, then I think that, you know, I'm I'm going to enjoy this movie and the way that the way that it looked just a little like a, you know, Mod podge of every of all the different styles that we're kind of used to at this point, whether it's, you know, Disney Pixar and um, what they do with like, uh, not yeah, I guess it's the Lemony Snicket kind of films, you know, um, and Nightmare Before Christmas, that kind of stuff. I got some um, of the all... I, that company that does the Wallace and Gromit claymation stuff. It's got a little of that in it. Yeah, some of that with the faces and the eyes yeah. and stuff like that, and you know, the 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 facial expressions. The way they move. Um, yeah, and so I thought, okay, this could, you know, this could really work for me, but because I think the plot is so bad that it doesn't. But um, having said that, the way this movie looks is amazing, and I, if I cared about the plot more and what was happening, I probably would have stopped and really enjoyed some some of the the artistic endeavors that they mm-hmm. that they went after. But it was a little uneven for me. Like I loved the house, which is also I think like an homage to up, maybe. I'm not oh, sure. I was gonna I, I thought of um, up during this, especially when they literally fly away out of the house with the thing. But yeah, I, yeah right. another one. And also <laughs> the house is in between all of these huge uh you know skyscraper kind of buildings right. and it's, it's, it's obviously sticks not out. that kind of a house. Yeah. Yeah. Um so another, if you want to call it an homage or a ripoff or, you know, I don't know, maybe this is trying to get, you were saying that this is appealing for little kids, maybe because it's so, you know, bam, 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 you know, over and over and over. I think kids would like things. that, especially younger, like under 10 kids. I think they, I think they like the constant overstimulation and changing of things and just like keep hitting me in the face with new things. I think they like that. Well, maybe this is the, maybe this is the way to get them like, okay, now you've seen, now you don't have to go, you don't have to see Up, you don't have to see Mary Poppins, you don't have to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Aww. you don't have to see any of these movies, they're all in one. You should, know, but those kids, us, like, to be like fair, a... 10-year-old kids, I think, might get right. bored with that. That's they, what I'm, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, that's too bad, but anyway, that's, that could be what it is. Um, I saw that Danny Elfman had something to do with the score, and he's always, you know, he's, he's always a solid, uh. Mark Mother's Buzz, the music guy in this. I'm sorry. Not Daniel. Yeah, Mark Mark Mothersbaugh. He's prolific. He's, he's always solid too. Yeah. Um I mean I got everything everything was going so fast in this that I think that like you the music also didn't have time to breathe. The score did not have time to breathe. Um the only time it did a little bit is when the daughter Jane was um in the house where she was going to be where she was an orphan and the whole family was actually sort of like her. But she couldn't obviously get into it because this is not her family, um, even though it seems like it would be the perfect place for her. And everything kind of slowed down for 
like five or ten seconds at that point. Yeah, that and was I was nice. like, okay, I, <laughs> I can breathe. Yeah, exactly. I can breathe for a second and kind of enjoy what's going on. But then it picked right up after that. Um, and I did enjoy the, the song. There is a song that kind of goes throughout the film that she sings. I, I liked that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, I did. I did think it was visual. I didn't. I didn't like the candy factory at all. I. I was like sort of nonplussed by that. I didn't think it looked fun. I thought it looked sort of like an old, not after school special. You know, the conjunction junction. I'm just a bill. What is that? Schoolhouse, Schoolhouse Rock. Rock. Yeah, it sort of looked like that. And I was like, that. That was sort of weird. To have that placed sort of in the middle of this movie that has all of the, the the layers and textures and and you're in a city and and everything's you know i'm especially thinking about when he when when the boy is placed with all of the different families and they're driving in the car and then he escapes and, and it keeps <laughs> happening over and over again right and i mean and that was very evocative and i and that was done really well and then there's like this weird factory situation that i don't like and the two little ones are obsessed with factory factory and i'm like I don't understand that at all. What's going on? Um, But that had an effect for how I felt about the visual and sound because of that, because of how the factory was sort of weird for me. Um, I did like that the dirigible made out of candy that lived on sugar. I hope no one ever put sugar in their gas tank because of this. I think that that was a big mistake to show that. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking the same Um, thing. I'm like, oh, they're putting sugar. I was like, oh, is this thing going to stop working? I'm like, oh, they built a fucking candy factory, of course. And now I'm like, oh, do we have the whole candy thing on there so they could have the joke of putting sugar in the gas tank? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I picked up on that, too. (laughs) Whatever it was, all I can think of is every parent is, you know, shouting at their kid, don't ever do this! (laughs) Don't do this at home. the worst thing you could possibly... Yeah, don't do this. Yeah, exactly. That needed to come with a warning. Um, and then, well, and then we're, they're out and the tailpipe makes like uh, cotton candy out of it. I thought that was really kind of fun. They do some good um, stuff like that. Like when the, ho- when the house gets stuff. destroyed, the smoke is like cotton ball kind of looking stuff. Like, yeah, I kind of like that, like storybook, which style. is hard to do. Yeah. It's but and and I think they did some they did some stuff. I don't think any of it was really super groundbreaking. Uh, and it was definitely the highlight of the movie but even as the highlight i don't think i would go any above anything higher than a three five for this what do you think jess oh three five that's pretty high um <laughs> i was not expecting that well, jess is just like i need my 90s cell cartoons like everything else oh that's exactly young. what i was gonna start yeah, yeah. Like, this is um, not my style of cartoon <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it is not my style of cartoon i think that's that's how it's gonna open um <laughs> this category uh it yeah this is just too much for the eye for me um and it it came at a terrible time because i just watched some of the princess movies from disney plus just because it's quarantine i'm like wow this is so appealing to the eye like look how pretty these princesses are these are just made in 64 colors it's so awesome (laughs) now i watch this thing and it's like everything's made from a highlighter or some orange highlighter um (laughs) and the legs are so damn skinny like i all you need to do it just there's I don't know. Like, I, I get that it takes a certain art to make this, and it's definitely unique and all that stuff. But it, at this, I know this is just me. This is not for me. Um, there are some parts that I did. One part I did laugh. I don't know why, but 
so many times in this movie, cars always just compile on each other, and I don't yep. know why I found that funny, but <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you like because you like slipping on a banana peel. You like slapstick humor, <laughs> physical comedy. Yeah, I guess. So I guess when the kid like looked the other way, and the kid and the car always just crashed, and looked the other way, and the kid and yeah. the car crashed. That was probably my favorite part in the movie. So <laughs> that that was and the good. big car pile up at the end, and then the other car pulls out and puts its blinker on. Is like beep beep beep. It's like a huge car. There's a couple. There's a couple car pile like, up scenes, but yeah. Yeah, there are a lot. There oh, yeah. maybe even too many because it's like, all right, another car pile up. This is just old now. Uh, we use this joke too many times. Um, the snow scene is is not that bad. I think that's probably the best visual, and maybe because it's just not as orange that it's just a new color introduced, and I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of cool. <laughs> um and i like the color white i do like the girl singing but does she even say more than three words like i i want to hear the rest of the song like she gets it out at the end when they're on the mountain yeah the song comes out at the okay i probably missed that part or fell asleep or just gave up but the whole time (laughs) she's just humming this song but i'm like can you just keep going she just sings the same three song three words over and over and over and it's a a nice voice and i like the song but i'm just like can you at least do maybe another song or more of an something else and you're just like singing the same three words about some rainbow over and over and over again which I guess is where the candy factory is. I thought they were gonna go find a leprechaun, but fine. The girl actually is a singer. The 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 one who uh, does the voice, Alisa Car Alisa Cara. Oh, um, I think she's pretty famous. I think I know. Like she's on the radio, right? I don't know. I don't, I I don't know, I don't know this this actress singer, but uh, her voice uh, is good. I okay. like her voice. Yeah, I like her voice too. Yeah. Um. So that's probably gonna kick my visual up to a two five i mean it's yeah yeah. that's that's not not bad i actually i was talking to okay beforehand uh mom okay and i always do the animated films the two of us but nicole's always on when it's pixar and whenever it's any other weird animation like you were on for klaus (laughs) and i lost my body and uh spider verse like you're always on for like the weird animation ones which is i don't know how it ends up that way but eh, we'll get you we'll get you some good old-fashioned Rugrats in Paris up, coming up. I was maybe. Say, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't get. I, I thought we already didn't. We do Rugrats. We did. Well, yeah, no, we did Rugrats. Yeah, that was that was the Nicole and Jess and I on that one. Um, anyway. Yeah, I didn't get. I didn't get to do Rugrats. No, you did. You've done every, every other animated one. Um, <laughs> so, so the 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 visual and sound. Yeah, I it, again. I like this. I like bold styles. I like new types of things. Uh, I did have a little bit of the same problem where it's like. Everything does kind of feel like the characters and then even the story a little ripped from something else. Like, eh, it kind of feels like a little bit of this and a little bit of that kind of stuff coming in here. I like the way this looks, though. I I it, I just wish it were, and it's all it's the speed. I can't. I, I when I was it's watching this, story. I thought I was getting like legitimately old, or that like I was like, oh my god, I think I'm I think I'm just losing brain cells already. I might be going into early onset <laughs> dementia. Like I am having. I like I can't. Everything's moving so fast. I can't figure out what's happening, and then and then then I realized half hour, and I'm like, okay, it's just it's just going fast. And you guys have affirmed that I am in fact not losing my losing my mind and like actually just having my brain fail. But that's what it felt like at the beginning. I was like, I, I, 
I'm not old. I can't imagine like a 70 year old watching this. Their fucking brain would implode. Um, so if they just <laughs> if they just slowed the frame rate down a little bit and let it breathe, kind of like I've said on every category, let it breathe. It'd be a little higher. But I'm still I'm still at a three five. I don't think there's much more to say. I I echo most of what Mama K said on this on this category. Um, so the the ending here, uh, the, they need to get the parents so that they can get back together as a family. You know, plot contrivance. It's fine. Uh, and the parents are in Switzerland, Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland, and they're climbing to the highest uh, peak. Uh, people are dying in their path as they dance and make out and knit with each other because that's how the parents live. And they get to the top. They freeze. The, the the children get there just in time, and they find them because they hear the sound of their kissing under a snowbank. Uh, they uh. yeah, it's fine. They they war- uh. <laughs> they use their different inventions and fire to warm them up and and thaw them out. And they're like, we came and rescued you. We're not a good family, but let's try to be a family. And the parents for half a second are like, maybe we should be a family. Then they push the children over, run past them, steal the blimp, and leave the children to freeze to death on the mountain. Uh, the girl finally gets her song out here. So I, you, Jesse, you must have checked out at this point. But the girl finally yeah, gets her I'm song sure. out here, does her whole song. Um, the kids huddle up together. We get the cat come on and be like, oh, isn't that sad? Like, the, the just a sad ending. And they're like, but we can't have it end sad. So here comes, uh, here comes Linda X Machina and her, and, uh, she saves the, <laughs> saves the children with Candyman and they go, or they're going to go and live together as this weird, uh, cobbled together family while Mr. and Mrs. Willoughby, um, uh, crash into the ocean and presumably die eaten by a shark. So. That's the end of this movie. Uh, happy ending. Although I do like they stung it with the actual more realistic sad ending, but that's they, they can't really do that. So I I appreciated the way they handled that. Uh, Resonance and feel. Jess, anything? Uh, no, I have none. Um, I watched this. I just finished watching it right before the show. It's already very loose to me, so I can't even imagine how this is going to be in two days. I would be like, I I didn't like it, and I can't remember why. So this had. Very little resonance, very little feel, um, nothing I would really take away from, except maybe that song. Um, I'll give that song yeah. Go look up the credit. full version. You might like it. You you tend to like uh, yeah, no, songs from I movies. think I like the full, yeah, I think I would like that full song, but yeah. other than that, I have no takeaways on here. It's just a bad hodgepodge, and I'm still surprised that it's trending so high right now. I mean, I guess it's just for the kids, but um yeah yeah not for me so i'm gonna give it a one five well okay yeah as we were talking about it just now the last few minutes i was realizing that as i was watching the end i was rooting for the kids not to find the parents (laughs) and i found myself like (laughs) why am i vested at all in what's happening here was my first thought um and then when the parents turned and it seemed like that they were going to become uh, proper parents, I thought, no, I think I might have even said out loud, oh, no, uh-uh, hell no. And then they're like, just kidding. <laughs> we're going to go off and do our own thing and you guys are free to find your own family or whatever. And it was at that point I was like, is this nothing but like, and an attack on like the nuclear family like is that what this is because remember they had perfect family they had the perfect family show up they had all the foster families are mostly put in good light i mean i think it's just this family i guess i i've watched i've been watching way too many dysfunctional uh 
TV shows, binging on things like Little Fires Everywhere. Where oh, that, I didn't you know, know you watched that. Now we need to talk about it. We can do that offline, but yeah, I think <laughs> that's affecting come how I'm. Then Mama K can use your host pick if she wants to. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I think I was. I think I was just like, I'm very confused, and I've been watching way too much of this kind of stuff. I might, you know, other people are doing things like binging, you know the office and parks and rec for the 90th time. And here I am going, no, I'm going to watch things that are definitely worse than anything I'm going through right now. So I can feel better <laughs> about myself. Um, I don't feel better about myself after watching this movie. I do feel like I'm, I'm possibly a better parent than either of those two people. So that's really good to know. Yeah, you never locked me in the um, cold ironically, room, which doesn't exist in our house, but that's another thing we didn't mention. They don't see, no one in the family knows what technology is. Everyone else uses like iPads and iPhones and like, yeah. they don't even know what TVs are. Like, I don't, I guess that house is like a portal to some other time because they, yeah, they kind of make it seem like the Willoughby's are like a different creature and they're not human. Yeah, they're like the ultra shut ins. Like, they haven't left their little house in like generations, which leads to inbreeding problems. Right. Like, maybe very, they're like, I was Amish just going to say that. Everyone does look very similar. Yeah, and that, you know, the parents being first cousins was probably for sure. Um, I lost my train of thought. This movie's anti first cousin marrying. That's, that's a prejudice. Oh, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to have a whole lot to remember this by. I will remember it slightly just because um, I was crocheting as I was watching the movie. So the fact that she was knitting while this was happening through the whole film, I was like, I'm not going to make any parallels whatsoever for this. I'm just going to let it go. Um, so yeah, uh, resonance and feel for me. I'm, I'm, I mean, I just got to give it like a two for the song and the cat. Oh I, yeah. Uh, the cat. <laughs> the cat. Um, yeah, the cat's great. I, I will give it some points because I like the very end here. I like it, it gets points for trying the, with the themes of like neglect and stuff. Cause I, after this, I saw I had like an eight, I think it's an 88% of Rotten Tomatoes. So I was like, okay, I, I would get like a 50. Like that, that would make sense to me for this. Um, but like, I yeah. was like, oh, this seems a little steep. Uh, Cause I, it's like I said, I, I dance around liking it at certain points. It doesn't work as a whole piece. But I was reading a lot of the reviews and the, it's kind of, it was kind of like a, I can't remember what other one it did, but the reviews that were negative, a lot of people who wrote them had either some sort of neglect in their life or like they had like people that were close to were neglected. And they said this movie was too soft on the issue of, neglectful parents like because they had uh they had linda ex machina come in at the end and save them they were like that that hurts the 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 reality that um kids they, they're basically arguing the end should have been them freezing to death on the mountain which i admittedly like because i like i like the more realistic take that the kids so desperately want their parents approval and they and the, they just when they were about to give their trust to their parents they, they shit on it and stomp on it because that's what uh, you know, a neglectful, abusing people do. They don't. They know. Most of them don't change. Most of them never get better. You ha- and uh, especially right. when they're related to you, it's very hard to go. You know, no no contact with them or whatever you have to do to get over to make yourself better. You have to cut them out somehow. And I like. That. I didn't yes. even realize that this movie was trying to convey a message. <laughs> or tell yeah. Yes, I I've, I've I've been with you mostly in this movie, but like I gotta disagree. Like there is definitely they. And they, I got it, and I understood what they were Huge, going for. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And and I think they hit it decently well. Um, that part at the very end, the journey to get there was a Looney Tunes nonsense ride. But I think that that because at the end I understood what they were going for, and I like 
the the little the sad little hill gathering at the end and then and then the cat comes in saying yep that's kind of how it is but this is a nice fun movie so let's end it the happy way and then they end it the happy way like i I, it's some good self-awareness so i'm gonna give it some points for that i'm not it's not much though i i i I don't love this movie it doesn't hit the marks well enough as a whole I'll, i'll land on a two it's it's all right it's not the worst um but we are at the end here for the Willoughby's. I will start with the, I guess the easiest one. Jess, would you recommend the Willoughby's? Um, I will not. There's nothing here, maybe except for the cat. Just keep fast forwarding to the cat parts, and that's all. Like the three minutes you need to watch. Uh, imagine watching um, this on fast forward. How fast <laughs> would that go? It'd be like, ah, God. oh my god, <laughs> what a ride! It'd be like watching it regular. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking I, about watching it I'm in point s- seven five. Maybe I would have liked it more. <laughs> I would have gone through it faster. That would have made me a little bit more happier. Um, <laughs> I can't go any faster. The, I, I still don't get how this got such high reviews uh, because kids aren't on Rotten either. Tomatoes, right? Like, there's no eight year old be- with a Rotten Tomato account doing movies. I think so the number I, I of <laughs> maybe the number of critics who had neglectful parents is high, and that helps boost the score. Because I, I uh, guess, none of, right? I didn't. Well. Yeah. Oh, no, back to what I said before. I didn't come out of this, like, thinking there was a message to it. I just thought, like, it's just the way the plot was. Um, I mean, I guess every movie, there's always an underlying moral or theme or story. But watching no. this, I was like, oh, this is just, like, nonsense. Not this every, means nothing. Not every movie, but, I, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah, this this meant nothing to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, zero. <laughs> Not recommend. Zero recommend. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. <right now. laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not going to recommend this movie. I have friends who really love cats, and I think that they would really enjoy the cat humor in this. Um, but at the very, very end, I don't know if anybody stuck around till the very, very end because now I seem to do that after watching, you know, copious Marvel movies. Um, there's just the cat sitting there licking its butt, and. I don't know why they did that to him. I don't know. I feel like that was something that Ricky Gervais added himself. Um, Not that he drew it, although the cat did look different, like maybe not drawn by a professional. Um, Anyway, so I was kind of bummed at that. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not recommending this movie, not even to my cat Interesting thing to throw in at the end there for your recommend section but uh um i <laughs> well it might have been a better a better maybe you know closer if there was not that i think i'm probably the highest in this movie and i still can't quite recommend it i was i was flirting with it at like no. the first half and i like that it really tried the message at the end and i think i under i understood what it was going for and i kind of like felt it a little bit with the kids on the on the mountain um but it's just so fast and there's so much and there's so much i would not keep and it's it's just overwhelming, and it's just blah, 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 blah. like it's just it's just it's just like <laughs> like squabbling at you. And you sounded I, like Donnie from the Wild Thornberries. I guess I still have Nigel Thornberry in my mind, <laughs> but that's just what you sounded like right now. For those younger listeners, you the, the Wild Thornberries was a Nickelodeon program from the uh, late '90s, early 2000s about uh, traveling so safari family. No, this is this. I think this is going to. I mean, if you're a ten year old, some for some reason, and listening to this or younger, you're gonna probably like this. I think a lot of adults actually will like this. Um, clearly they do, because it's got high ratings across the board. I think we're just in the minority on this one. Usually someone's fighting for it. Usually it's me or someone else on here. But uh, 
No, I, I don't quite have it with this. I think it, yeah. it, it hits it hits all around the stuff I kind of like, and I think if uh, I think there's a lot more funny in here that I might have missed just because my brain was imploding on itself with the speed, um, which yeah, I can't excuse it for that. That's just not that's just not good movie making for for me. Um, so it's three not recommends of varying degrees for the Willoughbys, unfortunately. So we are zero for two yeah. on our top Netflix movies. So I don't know what the fuck all you people out there are mm-hmm. watching. If, the, if if extraction and the Willoughby's are the they're binge watching series, I watch Tiger King. It's no fine. It's not movies. the best thing I've seen in my damn life. It's two hours too long, but it's fine. Oh, I'm not gonna watch that. I oh, it's, I it's, even it's, hated looking at the memes. I'm not gonna watch him for like seven hours. Oh, it's it's quality stuff. It's got some interesting <laughs> things in there, and it's it shouldn't be ten episodes long. I watched it was seven episodes. It's too long. This is my whole point. Uh, we can do a whole Tiger King thing some other time. Probably not. No one wants to do that. You got a choice coming up, so I'm not choosing Tiger King. Never. I'll choose something that has <laughs> that has some value. Uh, so we, speaking of things coming up, we have uh, Nicole's host pick. In case you missed last episode, she announced it. She was not on this episode, so she announced it last episode, and she has chosen Misery, the uh, Stephen King film from late '80s, early '90s. Can't remember which which time period, but it's got James Caan and Kathy Bates. Uh, so it's an old horror movie. So old uh, Jess's weakness and horror uh, Mama <laughs> K's weakness. So we will see how that review. Guess who goes. hates us? When, yeah, Nicole yeah. hates us. Yeah, well, I will not be choosing something from that old uh, when I do mine, but. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, then we also... I, I'm going to tell you guys what's coming up because I, I feel like I should probably divulge so that we can all... Everyone, all the listeners can get on the same page. Uh, coming up, we are going to be doing The Princess Bride, which is on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. We are going to be doing some listener suggestions. Uh, a listener suggested Creep and Creep 2. They are found footage uh, horror movies. Those are both on Netflix, so those are coming up. Uh, and then we also have uh, another listener suggestion, August Osage County, which is another movie that I I like i've been pushing for and now that someone's said to watch it we can put it on the schedule so if any of those sound good to you go ahead and subscribe to us on your podcast app because they're coming up and if you want to reach out to us with recommendations we are continuing to take them until movie theaters open back up you know nationwide so films with the women in my life on facebook you can reach out to me on instagram i am brennan underscore pod host you can reach out to mama k on twitter at films women pod and you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com all right thank you guys for doing the willoughbys i think we're going to avoid the netflix top 10 for a little bit here <laughs> i think that's a good idea <laughs> we did two very different movies and uh they just didn't quite uh i i will say i, I would watch this again before extraction mostly because it's a half hour shorter but you know take that for what you will uh, uh no until next time this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.